0: Hey, it's Amber Smith, welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am really, really excited to be introducing um, a new series that I'm going to be doing on the podcast called Meet My Mentor. (laughs) And I'm just going to be introducing you to different authors that I've read. And really, I feel like I've been in mentorship with or studied because many of these books and authors that I'm going to share with you, I've read multiple times and I deeply study them um, for my own life and I help my clients live them as well. And so get ready because my hope is that you can find mentors, I guess, find authors that you might want to study further. Um, I feel like one of the things that I get to offer my clients is I feel like I bring a little library every session. Um, not necessarily that I'm just quoting them, but like I can direct them or point them to books that can be of service to them, that they can do the work deeper on their own time outside of our sessions. And I know that they get a lot of benefit from that because I know, and have read a lot, a lot of books. And so today we're going to kick off the series with really what I feel like is my first spiritual teacher, Eckhart Tolle, and he wrote the power of now and a new earth. And he, I mean, he teaches a lot, but the big ones that he teaches is about how do I disidentify with your ego and how to find and live in inner peace through the present moment, like the power of now. That's what he called it. That's his first book. And so I'm going to read to you a quote that I feel like really, um, will serve the purpose of demonstrating what he teaches. And so this is from the power of now. He says to offer no resistance to life is to be in a state of grace, ease, and lightness. This state is then no longer dependent upon things being in a certain way, good or bad. It seems almost paradoxical. Yet when your inner dependency on form is gone, the general conditions of your life, the outer forms tend to improve greatly. Things, people, or conditions that you thought you needed for your happiness now come to you with no struggle or effort on your part, and you are free to enjoy and appreciate them while they last. All those things, of course, will still pass away. Cycles will come and go, but with dependency gone, there is no fear of loss anymore. Life flows with ease. The happiness that is derived from some secondary source is never very deep. It is only a pale reflection of the joy of being, the vibrant peace that you find within you as, you as you enter the state of non-resistance. Being takes you beyond the polar opposites of the mind and frees you from dependency on form. Even if everything were to collapse and crumble all around you, you would still feel a deep inner inner core of peace. You may not be happy, but you will be at peace. To me, this was really hard to grasp because... I think in our world, we want the elevated emotions and what Eckhart really teaches is that even emotions always come and go, right? Happiness is not a permanent state, at least in this life, but neither is sorrow, neither is pain. But what his argument is, is that there's a level of peace that's available in being and he capitalizes being in the book. And I actually really resonate with that because it's beyond our mind. It's pure presence, and so one of the things that you've heard me teach is like being who you want to be or the be do have model, and I think that even beyond that, what Eckhart teaches is like you can be at peace no matter what's going on when you stop identifying with the ego and I actually did want to um read a little bit of what he talks about with the ego because I think um <laughs> ego gets a bad reputation, but and and people use the word ego in lots of different ways. A lot of people think it's like arrogance. Um, but when you study spirituality, ego takes on a different meaning. And to me, what ego is, is like the self that I created to live in this world, right? My personality, my likes, my dislikes. And what he often talks about is like the ego needs to be right. In fact, this is from um, the book, A New Earth, which is my favorite book of his. He says, there is nothing that strengthens the ego more than being right. Being right is identification with a mental position, a perspective, an opinion, a judgment, a story. For you to be right, of course, you need someone else to be wrong. And so the ego loves to make wrong in order to be right. In other words, you need to make others wrong in order to get a stronger sense of who you are. Not only a person, but also a situation can be made wrong through complaining and reactivity, which always implies that this should not be happening. Being right places you in a position of imagined moral superiority in relation to the person or situation that is being judged and found wanting. It is that sense of superiority that ego craves through which it enhances itself. And to me, because I coach a lot on business, this is huge. There is such an ego problem in the coaching industry because we want to be right, but we also want to learn from people that we perceive as right instead of doing what feels good in our soul, instead of finding our own way, instead of trusting ourselves. And um, even like politics, I mean, different business ethics. There's so many ways that ego shows up, but one of them is judgment, right? We have to judge other people so that we can be right. Anytime we have a judgment, it's ego. And Eckhart is really the first person that showed me that, that when I can release my ego, I actually have no judgment for anyone because I see them as my equal. I see them as the same. I don't need to be better. I don't need to be smarter. I don't need to be prettier. I have found that deep inner presence. And so he talks a lot about the illusion of ego and how beyond that is pure presence and just love for other people. You don't need to judge them or make them wrong and make yourself right. Um, And so anyway, he, he talks a lot about the ego and I highly recommend if you've, if you have judgment for yourself, for other people, for your situations, and this is, judgment goes Good and bad, right? Instead of just being with what is, judgment is this is good or this is bad. And I think that that's where a lot of our suffering comes from because then when it, you know, when something good disappears or when something bad appears and we have an experience that's unwanted, it's easy to think something's gone wrong. And what he teaches is that nothing's gone wrong. The only thing that's gone wrong is our illusion that something's wrong. And that's paraphrased, but that really is at the core of his teaching. And so, um, And he teaches this in such a powerful way, and and there's a few ways that he teaches this, which is like accessing peace no matter what, and going beyond time. And I'm going to share two quotes about those two things. So the first one is about peace. He says, how to be at peace now? By making peace with the present moment. The present moment is the field on which the game of life happens. It cannot happen anywhere else. Once you have made peace with the present moment, see what happens what you can do or choose to do, or rather what life does through you. There are three words that convey the secret of the art of living, the secret of all success and happiness. One with life. Being one with life is being one with now. You then realize that you don't live your life, but life lives you. Life is the dancer. You are the dance. The ego loves its resentment of reality. What is reality? Whatever is. Buddha called it tatata. Ta- ta- ta the suchness of life, which is no more than the suchness of this moment. I like when I, when I coach a lot of um, my clients, part of my process of coaching is helping people be at peace with what is. And I think I really learned that from Eckhart Tolle because until we can just be with what is without judging it, without trading to change it, we can't access a higher level of consciousness to create what we actually want to create And so to me, part of the creative process first is stop suffering in your current situation, even if it's self-inflicted, even if it, um, is causing you physical pain or your relationships aren't what, it doesn't mean that we just have to accept what, you know, bad situations. It means that you stop the emotional turmoil about the situation and take away its power over you because the more you engage with it, the more you judge it, the more you keep it around and the more you suffer. And so what I love about this teaching is that you can stop suffering immediately, no matter what's going on, even if you created it, you can stop suffering. And then once you can be with what is by accepting it and not judging it, that's when the game gets way more fun. Cause then you're not trying to change it out to frantically end your suffering. You're at peace with what is, then you get to create from a place of desire instead of running away from your problems, you're running towards what you want. And I think that this is the foundation of that. So the last little piece I'm going to read to you um, is what it's. he calls it going beyond limitation. And I really like love what he says. He says, in each person's life, there comes a time when he or she pursues growth and expansion on the level of form. This is when you strive to overcome limitations, such as physical weakness or financial scarcity. When you acquire new skills and knowledge or through creative action, bring something... Um, bring something new into this world that is life enhancing for yourself as well as others. This may be a piece of music or a work of art or a book, a service you provide, a function you perform, a business or organization that you set up or make a vital contribution to. And because I'm an entrepreneur, this really spoke to me. When you are present, when your attention is fully in the now, that presence will flow into and transform what you do. There will be quality and power in it. You are present when what you are doing is not primarily a means to an end, money, prestige, winning, but fulfilling in itself. When there is joy and aliveness in what you do, and of course, you cannot be present unless you become friendly with the present moment. That is the basis for effective action uncontaminated by negativity. And I love this because this is, to me, this is what business is about. I mean, I love making money, but and, and I love growth, and I love signing clients, and I love you know the the results. But what has allowed the results to come so much easier is that I love being here, and I really learned this from from him. That it's not just about a means to an end; it is about living your life in such a way that you feel alive, you feel expansive in the moment, and that's what brings everything that you want to you because you are you are just, you stop resisting it. Trying to overcome our doubts and frustrations and our scarcity with action and not being present is is the fast track to suffering. And I see this with a lot of entrepreneurs is they want to get to the place where they're making money, but they hate the way they're making money. They want to get to the place where they're at peace and have, you know, financial security or that their business is working or they have the clients but they're not willing to change who they are being now, where they can enjoy recording a podcast, where they can love posting on Instagram, where they can love having consults. And so to me, what Eckhart's work really is about, is about being at peace with the present moment and about witnessing where your ego is showing up um, so that you can disidentify with it. One of the things that he talks a lot about is form, which is like the physical versus the spiritual, the non-form the formless. And to me, I have a, this has always piqued my interest since I was a little girl. I've wanted to understand like the truth of who we are, you know, and you are more than a body. And what I, what I really learned from Eckhart Tolle was to be the observer of my mind. And by my mind, it's like the brain, right? Not my spirit mind. Like, I, I feel like there's two parts of our mind. There's the ones that ge- like generate thought that are aligned with the highest good of all. And then there's the mind body, where it's like my brain, it's like the thoughts that run on default, the thoughts that I don't want, the thoughts of doubt, fear, scarcity, survival, competition. And the more I can observe my mind body, the brain, all the limiting thoughts about my mind with compassion, with non-resistance, the less power it has over my life. Instead of running on default, I've become the observer of my mind and I've disidentified. So when I have thoughts about, you know, doubt or not being liked or me failing, I just witness it with compassion and let it go. And I really learned that from Eckhart Tolle about being present because it's hard to do that when your mind's going 100 miles per hour and you're running frantically through life. And this is um, a work in progress, I think, for all of us. We live in such a fast paced world. And what he teaches is stillness. What he teaches is being so present in your body that this is the purpose of your life, this now moment. And some people are going to really resonate with his work. Some people desperately need his work, but have a lot of resistance to it because it means thinking differently about your work. It means thinking differently about um, the point of life. And to me, it really helped me see that there's nowhere to go and that's a hard one for high achievers to grasp. <laughs> um, I feel like what you've probably heard in the industry is like, it's not better there. He teaches that because he realizes that you bring your mind with you, right? If you don't know how to be present in this moment, what makes you think you're going to be able to enjoy a future present moment? It's just going to feel like this moment. And to me that put everything in perspective that I'm not in a rush. Like this is my life. And the other thing that he teaches is the difference between your life and your life situation, right? My life is me being alive. My, the breath in my lungs, my thinking mind, the way I can experience and feel like the air conditioning on my skin, the way I can feel my voice vibrating in my throat. Like this is my life. Now my life situation my business, my relationships, my finances, my house. um, That's my life situation. And lots of people get those confused, right? When their life situation feels stressful, they forget the aliveness that they can have in their body right now. And the other thing that I think Eckhart really teaches is to get present in your body, that your body is a mechanism to experience the present moment. But how often do we try to escape our bodies by numbing with Netflix or abusing food or drugs or alcohol or you know social media or working out like so many people struggle with this in our day and age and I we all have our own version of that right I know some people numb out with their business maybe that's you Um, Maybe you numb out by listening to loud music or avoiding your kids or going, you know, who knows, like going on a Netflix binge. I don't know. Um, But I feel like his work is so needed in our day. And um, it's not surprising to me that so many people consider him a mentor and a teacher because his work is life changing. To me, the difference between my life and my life situation changed everything. So that when my business didn't work, it didn't mean my life was in danger, right? Um, And that sounds really dramatic, but our mind does this. Our ego does this. It feels like we're going to die when things in our life situation isn't working out, right? I know some people think bankruptcy is worse, worse than death, right? We've made our life situation more important than being alive. And what he helps us see in his teachings is is that we are alive and we have so much power in this present moment if we stop resisting it if we stop trying to run away from it if we stop forgetting that beneath all our emotions beneath our desires and our wants and our disgusts and our failures is being alive and then there's a lot of beauty there. And so it's interesting because when I read this book, I started to see my life differently. Like I'll never forget reading A New Earth for the first time. It was like the clothes felt different on my body. The light looked different because I was present. I wasn't just trying to hustle through life. I was missing so much. And this I found this book at a time in my business when I really wanted to get to the next level. You know what I mean? Like, But what happened is, because I wanted to get to the next level so badly, my current level felt like crap and I created suffering. And so, and this is where a lot of my clients find me is that they're suffering in their business because they want you know, amazing wealth and they want um, an amazing wealthy life. But because of that desire, it created suffering in their present moment. And what I want to offer you is that suffering is not required for you to reach your next level. You don't have to hate where you are Just because there's another version of success that you want to create. And so you can be free. To me, Eckhart Tolle teaches you how to be free now, how to feel the freedom in your blood now before anything changes. And to me, that makes you a very powerful person. If you can feel free now, and this is really where I learned a lot of the presence of like enjoying dishes and feeling the beauty of my life now, being grateful. And so in awe of my life now, I have huge dreams and goals that I'm not even close to creating. I know I'll create them one day, but that doesn't mean I have to suffer now. And neither do you. So if this work appeals to you, I highly recommend you study Eckhart Tolle. I think he's amazing. Um, His books definitely changed my life. A New Earth is one of the things that I read over and over and over again. Because every time I read it, I get something different and it speaks to something that I'm going through. And I know it'll do the same for you, especially if you identify with that, like suffering from high achievement, um, where you feel like your life isn't good enough until you reach the next level. What's dangerous about that is that that mindset, that way of being comes with you to every level. And that's a scary, endless loop to be on. And I want to give you encouragement. If you're on that loop where nothing feels like it's enough, Eckhart Tolle's work is for you. So I hope you enjoyed being introduced to Eckhart Tolle. His books literally like blew my mind the first time I read them and they still blow my mind, even though I'm familiar with them. So I hope you give them a, a try and that you really be coachable as you read. You don't just read it to read, you know, don't just read it to read it, read it to be changed read it to see things differently. And I know you'll get an amazing experience just like I did. Whew. Okay. I will see you in the next episode of this podcast where we go into my next mentor. See you then. Bye. Hey, if you love this podcast, I know you'd love the matrix. It's my group coaching program. I feel like it is the inner path of entrepreneurship. If you feel like entrepreneurship has opened you up to ideas of spirituality and mindset, where you feel like you need to challenge your old way of thinking and you want to do it in a group setting with me, the matrix is the place. So I coach live every week. You get access to all my programs. It's an incredible opportunity to do this work of entrepreneurship together. And I would love to see you in there. Head to www.itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix to find out more and to join us today.